good morning. Flag of the Doctors are in. I'm Dr. Scott Cleos. And I'm Dr. Andrea Cleos. And we are here once again to talk about your health and health issues right here in Flagler, Volusia, and St. John's County. Any interesting cases this week, Dr. Cleos? Patients? Anything you want to share with us? Yes, yes, yes. Something so private you can't even tell your own doctor about? (laughs) Maybe? I don't have anything. Your new tattoo? I have no new tattoos. Are you in your underwear again? (laughs) You know I am. (laughs) I mean... So I was going to save that for the for the uh, commercial break. But, there was you know, actually you guys all know. an interesting case that um, you and I happen to be involved in a similar case together, and the neurologist. And it it there were some things about this case that I had never heard, and we had to really look at. So maybe oh, you can wait. I got to tell it. you something else that reminds me. I was uh, I had a couple of people tell me this week what a great doctor you were. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I was over in the uh, public shopping center, and our friend Amy, do you remember Amy, Amy D? Uh-huh. She goes, oh, I love your wife. She's so great. Her patients love her. I'm like, yeah, she's been VA. She can spend a lot of time with her patients. And then I had a, another doctor, Dr. Evan Carrot. Do you know Dr. Evan Carrot? Oh, yes, I know Dr. He, he loves you. And he says, because oh. we had a patient uh, that we were talking about. He calls me up, and the patient had an endovascular stent graft placed by one of my partners, maybe four years ago. And um, an endovascular stent graft is a way to treat an abdominal aortic aneurysm, but it's a way to do it um, you know, minimally invasively instead of cutting the patient open and putting a graft inside their aorta and bypassing that aneurysm, we can put these modular components up through both of the groin areas and put this stent graft in there. And basically it's a conduit to go through the dilated portion of the aorta because the problem with an aneurysm in the aorta is that if it gets big enough, it can rupture. It's like a balloon. You blow it up big enough, eventually the walls will fail, right? So I think it has something to do with Laplace law or something, you know, the bigger the aneurysm, the more tension on the wall. So that's a way to bypass it. And sometimes you end up with something called an endoleak. So the idea is to uh, take the systemic blood pressure off of the walls of the aneurysm and have it pass through this little conduit. But you can get backfilling of the aneurysm sac itself through these little branches, usually like the inferior mesenteric artery, which comes off the bottom of the aorta, and then it can flow out the lumbar. So if you establish a channel all the way through from, you know, one vessel to another, you've got flowing blood, and then you maintain that systemic blood pressure inside the sac, despite the fact that you've got a stent graft in there. And that's called an endoleak. And there's different types of endoleak. So a type Type 1 is basically a leakage around the seal of the graft itself, so either the top or the bottom. And that's not too much of an issue anymore as long as you size that thing correctly. Uh, Type 2 is like I just described where the blood comes in reverse through one of those vessels, either the lumbar or the inferior mesenteric fills the sac and then drains out one of the other arteries. And because you've got blood flow through there, there's pulsations that, you know, will maintain the size of that aneurysm sac or it'll get bigger. Sometimes in the early graphs, they used to have something called uh, type 3 endoleak where you actually got leakage through the uh, through the um, uh, seal of the graft itself. So there's like a Gore-Tex wrap around this thing, and sometimes it would actually leak through that. 
it's less of a problem with subsequent designs of the stent graft. But I was talking to one of my vascular surgeons today, and they say they're making these devices smaller and smaller in an attempt to get them into smaller delivery devices. They're making that covering sheath thinner and thinner. So those type 3 endoleaks are coming back. And you won't see a type 2 or a type 1 endoleak, so there's no contrast in there. But the aneurysm sac gets bigger, okay? So there's something that's keeping pressure on the walls. And we call that a type 3 leak or what we call an um, endotension. And the only way to treat endotension is to put another graft inside of the old graft. And you kind of double it up, and hopefully that will alleviate that. So Dr. Carrick called me up because he had a patient who had just this scenario where he had that stent graft placed in 2019. The, the aneurysm sac size went from 5 to 6 centimeters over that you know four-year uh, period. And uh, they sent him off to a, um, to a vascular surgeon to see what they could do. And he actually did an angiogram trying to find any kind of a, an a endoleak in there. Couldn't find anything. And the patient was absolutely frustrated because the reason he had the stent graft in the first place was to avoid surgery. Right. So now he was seeing a surgeon and it was freaking him out. Oh. And he didn't think that the, you know, the doctor's office was explaining everything to him well. So I had Dr. Carrot on the phone with the patient. And of course I got Mike Yacoub's uh, phone number. And I said, well, let me just call Mike now and see what it, and we had like a four-way conversation Isn't this wonderful? with me and Mike and, and uh, Dr. Uh, Evan Carrot and the patient themselves. And we just kind of worked out, kind of explained to the patient. He felt so much better because people actually talked to him, yes. you know, because while we were all talking and explaining what we were all thinking, the patient could conceptualize in his mind what the problem was and what we were trying to do to fix it. So he was less concerned. He thought that Dr. Yacoub was just taking him to the OR because he was a, you know, uh, a, um, a operating hungry surgeon or something right. like that. But Mike is an awesome guy. He's a fantastic uh, vascular, vascular surgeon. I, I trust him implicitly. And his partners are fantastic too. They're all over at Halifax and over there. you know what, this just... But that's the kind of interaction yeah. that really, you know... I think is both uh, satisfying from a professional standpoint and very satisfying for the patient, right? right. Because you actually have a team of doctors who are conversing, who care enough to talk to each other and actually deliver a diagnosis that makes sense instead of people working in a vacuum. And I'm seeing more and more, you know, cases of, you know, patients being managed by mid-levels. And I have no problem with PAs yeah, and nurse practitioners. They're awesome, but they need to be working under the auspices of a physician, not in lieu of a physician. Or, right? or what, what happened in the past, which is maybe we're trying so hard with the Flagler Medical Society and the Volusia Medical Society is to bring physicians together so that we all know each other. So we don't mind just, hey, this is my cell. Give me a call. You got a patient of mine. I got a patient right. of yours. Let's call each other just like what you did, and we can accelerate care. Yeah, it might take a little bit of extra time in the office, but to make the patient feel more comfortable in this crazy system, and, and for you all that are listening that are you know, patients of this crazy system, we doctors feel that it's crazy too. We really never wanted this kind of healthcare to Some be establishes, you know, but the system is crazy. It's we don't broken. have, it's, it's broken. Crazy, it's broken. We don't have time. We're paying attention to the computer more than sitting in front of you and talking. It's very, and, and we're constantly being evaluated whether we're fast enough. And it started with Obamacare. I'm just telling no, you No, guys. no, 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 no. Yes, it did. No, it started actually when you said it on the radio show 
probably five years ago with Ed Annis warning us when the government gets involved with health care, it just expounded Andrea, to this, this point. Is, this is now more government control. Well, that's what I'm saying. It but started it's... when Ed Annis warned us way back when, when we started developing Medicare and Medicare, Medicaid. It started at that time because when government insinuates itself, and it was an intentional act of goodness to help offset costs to those in need and to the elderly... But what happens is, as soon as someone gets a hold of something financially driven, they then want to take control. And that's what's happened. And who's sitting in the big house is who's controlling it. And they're not the patient or they're not the doctor. And they're telling us what can and cannot happen. We don't have enough time with you. You guys don't have enough time with us. You're sitting more in the waiting room than in our office because we're only allowed to give you 10 minutes. Meanwhile, if you had a cases like I had today with these incredibly complicated patients. And I'm sorry, I just take the time. So most well, of my can patients... You do that because you work at the VA right, and you can do but, that. But, but if you I were in still private can, practice, you, know, you can't do that right, because you, can. you don't have the time. But, you can't make enough money to do that. Well, you don't get paid and you get admonished for spending that much time because you can't get through all the people because it's not about one people person getting cared for properly. It's about treating the masses as fast as you can. And so... I, uh, you know, applaud you for making the call and bringing them all together because that's what we need to be able to do more of. But until the systems allow us to do this, and on the flip side, doctors need to spend more time together and with the ARNPs and the so that so that when there is a question, if they don't understand or don't know, it's an easy hey, I can call that person because they're nice. They're not going to mind to take my call. And they're going to, I know them on social. And this is a reason why medical societies were established so long ago, so that we as a group of people who work many, many hours still have time to share cases and maximize the outcome and make the patient feel comfortable. Because we didn't go in this, yes, you make money as a physician, but it's not about the money. It's because we love the science and we love taking care of people and we love seeing the outcomes. I mean, it's an analytical process. And is it nice? Yes, because you're at work till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and you're there at five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning that you get a salary that's decent. Yes, you appreciate that. And of course, you're having lives on your shoulders. We appreciate that. But it really is a camaraderie and the dynamics of the science and the outcome that really drives us. But it wears you down when you don't have that dynamics available. All right, girlfriend, you got me all fired up now. I'm going to take you guys on a little stroll through history just so we don't forget. And we know exactly in his underwear, in my underwear. So you know exactly where we came from and where we're at. But I'm, I'm going to get on this high horse. So before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. I think, wait, break. wait, 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 wait. I have a, one idea. I think WNZF needs to have Dr. Scott Cleo's underwear on sale, boxer shorts with WNZF and wait, Dr. Scott Wait, do I have to wear them first? Or well, the... you might have to pose like waist down. You know I what I mean? I don't wear boxers, Andrea. You know that. I know, but they can't My, sell I skimmies. Into, I got into missing They can't sell the skimmies. Wait, they can go with the boxers. market for this. I think on, we need to tell Dave. On OnlyFans. If there's an, uh, I will sell, anyone who wants to buy my underwear, you can have No, it. no, 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 no. We, yeah. we got to get WNZF on there. I'll even spray it with my cologne. No, so. no, no. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys. <laughs> we better right, take that break. Let, I don't want to forget. I'm all I'm all fired up now and I want to get How back about on the this. underwear or the A little <laughs> bit of the underwear but more of the history thing cuz I don't want any I don't want our audience to you know, to be, you know, bamboozled by our government about why medicine sucks today because yeah. it's the government's fault and yes, I want to make sure is. everyone knows that. Absolutely. But if you have any questions for myself or Dr. Andrea, you can email us at the doctors in at w at 
D-O-C-T-O-R-I-S-I-N at WNZF.com. So excited. You're listening to The Doctor is In on WNZF News Radio, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM. Stay tuned because I'm on fire, baby. We'll be back in a moment. Radiology Associates has been a trusted name in Volusia, Flagler, and St. John's County for over 50 years. Radiology Associates is the first and only radiology provider to bring our neighbors of Flagler County 3 Tesla MRI, 64 slice CT, and time of flight PET CT in our Palm Coast Imaging and Town Center Imaging locations. This is our community. Our doctors live here and strive to provide only the best care to you, our neighbors. For more information about Radiology Associates, visit us online at radiologyassociatesimaging.com. All right, we're back. For those of you just joining us, uh, Andrea wanted to talk about one patient, but somehow we got on a tangent, and then yeah, she... we got more patients, and we I also went came back from Obesity Medicine Week. We're going to have to save that for another weekend. show, because I'm, I'm about to unload right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, go tell us a story. All right, so... Tell us a history. Andrea kind of mentioned Ed Annis, and just to let you know who Ed Annis was, he was the president of the AMA back in the mid-60s, and... Um, Ed Annis, Dr. Dr. Ed Annis, was, this is back when, uh, probably 1962, 1963, when the Democrats in office, vis-a-vis, I think uh, JFK was president, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson Johnson was the vice president, and they were pushing something called the King-Anderson bill, which was basically to provide, it was Medicare, Medicaid, it was basically to provide mainly Medicare, um, uh, uh, hospital benefits or pay for hospital uh, costs in patients over the age of 65. And there was a lot of concern, especially from the American Medical Association at the time, that if the government got involved with all of this and socialized medicine, that they were then going to insinuate themselves between the patient and the doctor, and then it would deteriorate, it would become a, a business entity, you know, and there was really no concern for the patient or their well-being. And it, John F. Kennedy stood up in uh, Madison Square Garden, I want to say sometime in 1962, before he died in November of 1963, and gave a speech promoting the John Anderson bill and the precursor to Medicare. The day after, Ed Annis stood on that same podium in an empty uh, Madison Square Garden to iterate why he as a president representing the AMA thought that this was a bad idea. And back then in 62, 63, he was concerned that once the government got involved, they were going to control the flow of medicine. So they were very, very um, concerned about that. When they, when the government pushed this through, they didn't want to be perceived as, you know, interfering with the sacrosanct patient doctor relationship. After JFK was um, murdered in uh, November of 1963, Johnson became president. And in the name of the slain president, they got this bill passed, uh, pushed through Congress, because there was a lot of opposition to it when JFK was president. So that's, you know, I think in 1964, 65 is when we actually established Medicare. And in the beginning, the government was very... um, attuned to the criticism of the AMA and Dr. Ed Annis. So there was no really any oversight of what these doctors were submitting. So, you know, the doctors took advantage of that. 
in the 1970s and 1980s, these physicians were charging Medicare an arm and a leg for things they probably weren't even doing. All right. They made a killing. This is when you saw the doctors that were living on the Pacific coast up on these mansions looking over the Pacific Ocean. And then when uh, the government figured out that costs were spiraling out of control, they started to rein this thing in back in the you know 90s. And that's continued all the way up until the present day. So as the government becomes more and more involved, there's more and more waste and more irresponsibility. In attempt to rein this all in, they're now controlling what they pay physicians, right? So physicians are now finding out that what the government's willing to pay them to see a patient isn't enough to keep the doors open. So now there's entities that are coming up that are basically employing physicians. All right. So now you got a bunch of employed doctors and there's no better way to discourage productivity than to employ somebody. I promise you, because if you are getting paid to actually be productive, you would be enthusiastically out there seeing patients and doing what's right for them because there is is a incentive to do that, especially when you got social media and you can rank these doctors and do all this other stuff. As these doctors become more and more um, part of the um, of the medical machinery and are a cog in that in the wheel and basically don't even matter as an individual physician so much so that they've replaced physicians with quote healthcare providers you know you're not even a doctor seeing you anymore there's a pa or there's a nurse practitioner someone who didn't go to medical school they have a modicum of training but not like the doctor and that's not true some of them have an amazing training and experience they're not doctors andrea okay so i mean i have a problem with that if you want to act like a doctor, you can go to medical school. And nurse practitioners and PAs are very good as long as they're functioning under the auspices of a physician. I'm sorry if I'm offending somebody, but it's like, you know, you can teach someone how to fix your car. All right. I can teach someone how I, what I do. But when you get into a problem, it's the guy with the expertise and the experience is the one that's going to be able to get you out of the problem. The person that has a superficial knowledge of what's going on is basically going to waste resources trying to figure out how to fix what's messed up. And that's what we're seeing right now. So you're seeing a bunch of mid-levels who are ordering too many tests. They're ordering too many, um, you know, diagnostic examinations. They're overexposing patients to radiation and probably doing a lot of things that are unnecessary because they don't have that basic skill set to, you know, evaluate a patient and provide an oscillarian type, um, you know, evaluation of the patient vis-a-vis a history and physical. And then you got the doctors who don't have time for any of that stuff. So they see the patient for 10 minutes and now they expect us in radiology to give everyone an answer by doing the truth scan, which they scan them from head to toe. And that's basically how we diagnose patients now, which is absolutely pathetic. So the reason we're at this point in space time is because the government thought it was necessary to get involved in healthcare to a point now where we have socialized the system to a point to a, a moment in space time where it is broken. It is no longer functional. And we have socialized medicine just like they've done in England, just like they've done in Canada. And the system is failing the American public. And I don't see how we can fix it at this point. Oh, well, AI is going to come. Well, okay, so AI may help. But might the take flips, the humanism out of the it. The flip but. side of that is now that these doctors are employed and basically get paid the same whether they see five or 50 patients, I think the most important thing now is if they've got the time because they get paid the same, then they need to slow down and actually afford each patient 
the attention that they deserve, right? Like you do at the VA. Well, the so problem you, is, is that those they they are scrutinized at how quickly they see the patient, and that's the that is the so they pressure. are limited that's the on pressure. how fast or how much time. So it isn't that they have all the time in the world. They are scrutinized on how efficient they can handle their. So it's all give and take, right? So if you don't give the doctors time, then you got shoddy medicine. If you give the doctors time to see the patients, then they can only see so many patients during the day. And then you get a VA type paradigm where patients weren't in the past, I don't know if it's changed or not, seen for three months to a year because there wasn't enough doctors in the system to actually That's pretty much every healthcare. Put patient well, it didn't used to be primary care. Every three to four months, six months. And that's if you that's in a good system. Yeah. Most people get seen once or twice a year. But that's, that is the socialization of medicine. And I used to tell your relatives this all the time. I said, it's great. Socialized medicine is fantastic. If you have a little sniffle and you need to go to the, you know, the local clinic and get an antibiotic, you can walk into any, any place over there in England and get your antibiotic. It's no big deal. But if you need an MRI or if you need a hip replacement or you need a pacer, you're going to go on a waiting list. And if you need a pacer and you're on a waiting list, a good majority of those patients are going to die before they actually get the pacer, right? So, you know, it's very cost effective from a, <laughs> from a uh, you know, a, a financial standpoint because the patient that survives three months without the pacer that he needed probably didn't need that pacer in the first place. But that's exactly what we're seeing in this country right now. So if you guys are frustrated with the system, I will hearken back Write to your 2000. Ah, it's too late now. You know, we made no, this decision. Don't need to complain the horses, because they're not going to make it. What are they going to do? Andrew, who are you going to complain to? You got to tell them your doctors need more time and you want to see an MD. Yeah, that's going to happen, right? I I mean, I hope it's true. I mean, but fortunately, we've got we've got physicians like Dr. Andrea who cares enough to actually see her That's patients. why we have our online coaching program. And that is, you life. know, a little bastion of uh, sanity in an otherwise, uh, you know, sea of, uh, of absolute, um, uh, you know, devastation and, uh, and mediocrity. And, just and it's so just a, it's a you, shame. And to yeah. watch this happen in my in professional career is extremely frustrating. And I, I'm actually seeing some of this, you know, in my own hospital, it just seems like we're getting more careless with, you know, the diagnosis and the follow-up on patients, and they're not getting the attention they need, and it's disheartening, and I don't know where it's all going to end, but, you know, fortunately, Andrew and I are closer to the uh, far end. Uh, we're on the, we're on the, on the, on the, on the sunset of our career. So well, hopefully, hopefully Shield of Life will keep going so we can still provide good, <laughs> hopefully at least we don't an opinion health, hopefully for whatever that hopefully is Hopefully we don't need the healthcare you. system ourselves. That's yeah, the, yeah. Well, we got to stay in it as long as we can so we can provide our own kind of care. But, but you know... My advice is, is don't get sick. Don't get sick. Don't go to the stay hospital. Stay healthy. That's yeah. why we offer Shield of Life so that you don't get sick and stay healthy. And then we do have people that can guide you, at least if you're involved in an area near us where we can reach out to our colleagues and friends. But... but Oh, wait, but wait, just, let me just wait, one I more thing. One more thing. One more. So Ed Annis was one hundred percent correct, yes, and that's how was. I wanted to go. Years ago. Sixty years later, he was one hundred percent correct. Was to warn us and exactly what he warned us of has now come to fruition. But the problem is, everyone who was involved sixty years ago is dead. You know, right. so nobody can say I told you guys so. You know, right. I wish. But we the could physicians bring Ed were back. also wrong because they took advantage of the system. Of course, everyone cheated the system. And that's why just because because you can get by with something, if it's wrong, it's wrong. You don't do it just because you can get by. And what I was going to say is you all feel 
the stress and the anxiety about a broken system. As physicians, we do too. We've never seen the rate of physician suicide that we've seen in the last 15 to 20 years, both you know, in, in training as well as actually in the field of medicine. Doctors were proud people who took pride in their work and their patients. And their patients, you guys, are like our families. You know, those doctors who are good, we, we love you. Like we love our own family. We don't like to see you suffering. Um, but when you can't really take care of your patient because the system is limiting you, it is in a most incredibly frustrating. You feel like a failure and it, it is very, very sad. And, um, so don't feel like you're the only frustrated ones out there, but you know, yeah. Misery loves company. Join yeah. us. No, <laughs> We're but, miserable. But too. do eat your vegetables and drink your water, get off the smokes, get off the soda, get off the diet drinks and the drinks that say there's no calories added. It's zero calories. Run the other way. Just go back to the water. Why? Because they have artificial sugars in there that oh. destroy your gut biome. And I just came back from the obesity conference. My excited gut biome loves artificial Excited to talk sweeteners. to you guys about more stuff, but we have to do it probably on another show because... Yeah, because, Andrew, I'm going to cut you off here in about three minutes. Yeah. Because you talk too much. Okay, who talked the most of the show? Okay, <laughs> for those listeners that wanted Dr. Andrew to speak more, who talks more? Yeah, you guys better not write in and tell me that stuff again. I, I don't know. want to hear that Andrew doesn't have an opportunity to talk. She got me fired up in the beginning of the show. So. Just because he's in his underwear. Dave, yes. I think we know those uh, WNZF boxer shorts. Well, we're supposed to talk about the app, too. Are we going to do that? Do you know anything about the WNZF app? Oh, yes. So you Tell guys, me about it. You guys can yes. listen to us 24-7. You guys can look at old shows, even. So really? if, yes, if I don't want to rehash all that stuff, Andrew. the Flagler radio show, you can actually look up the doctors are in. I don't know how long it's going to take for our name to change, but our name is changing to the, the doctors, doctors are, are in. in. And only one of us is in our underwear. And you probably know. So it's going to be the doctors are Spoiler in. Spoiler alert. But right now, um, it is the doctors, the doctor is in the one in his underwear. Um, and if you go to the Andrew, app, it's you my down- show. I can do whatever I yes. want. If you download Until the we app, the it's called Flagler Radio Show. It's an app. And when you go onto the app, you can open it up and you can look at the different, um, you can listen to the music. You can, you can click on whether it's Beach 92.7 because Flagler Radio also has that. They have Cool 100.9. They've got like six or they seven have, yeah, radio country stations. Country 106.3. Like Country Kicks is also an awesome country station, 98.7. And then Beach 105.5. And of course, our radio show. Uh, our station is WNZF. Both on um, AM and FM. Yeah, both does anyone AM still and listen? FM. Does anyone listen to AM anymore? Well, my, in my car sometimes because I'm an old car. Um, so, But anyways, you guys can go and listen to previous podcasts. So this is a podcast, believe it or not. Just because you can't see us, this is a podcast. Really? Yeah. I thought this a was a radio podcast. show. It's a radio show podcast. So um, I've always wanted a podcast. Well, you have one now. In your underwear. Awesome. And so anyways... Andrew, don't talk about my underwear anymore. So radio show podcast. So definitely, um, definitely download the app. I can't wait. We should download the app. I did. Okay. You were supposed to. I told Dave I did. He was proud of me. Okay. I'm going to download the app also and we'll all get on there together. And you know so what, you can you listen guys, to the doctors in 24-7. Send us in questions. Send us in if you have any questions or you're interested in Shield of Life, in fact, we're going to be doing an, a live 
educational exercise program. That would be me and my staff, Shield of Life staff, not Dr. Scott, unless he decides to come. We are going to be doing an exercise program on the 16th of November in the Central Park in Daytona, I mean, in Ormond. So, you know, if you're interested, shieldoflifefl at gmail.com, shieldoflifefl at gmail.com. Write us and let us know, and we will let you know where we're at. And just to let you know, that's two days before Andrea's 56th birthday. Yes, I'm going to be 56. She, she looks awesome for 56. So you can come out there and see her in her Jane Fonda workout clothes, and she will be shaking her moneymaker we're right over before the time. her 56th birthday. I think we're over the time. We're done? Yes, we're. <laughs> okay, you want me to stop? <laughs> yes. All right, guys, that's all the time we have, according to Dr. Only Andrew you can be over in your here. underwear. Yeah. You're in your Jane Fonda workout. Yeah, it's like underwear. Outfit. So if you want to see that, November 16th out in Central Park, right? Ormond Beach. In Ormond right. Beach. All right, guys. Any questions, you can email that us at the doctors in at D-O-C-T-O-R-I-S-I-N at WNZF.com. Stay happy. Stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The doctors are out. The Doctor is in radio show paid for by Radiology Associates.